providing real solutions for real industry challenges. Welcome to FNF Unplugged, the talk of the title industry. Hey, Jeff, thanks for joining us. Before we talk about uh, your work in the industry, give us your backstory here. I know uh, you've been at this for a while, and this is really a passion of yours, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, I've been an attorney for about 31 years now, so I've been been around the block a little bit. I went to the University of Tennessee, and then I went to Cumberland School of Law in Birmingham, Alabama. Came back to Memphis, but... Uh, you know, I grew up in Chicago. You know, at that time, we lived directly behind a Walgreens. And so that was my backyard view, was the back of a Walgreens with the dumpsters. And, um, you know, so it was a nice little townhouse area and stuff like that. But it was, a, you know, it was a nice, uh, but, you know, still kind of rocking kind of neighborhood, you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, what I remember of it, uh, we used to have postage stamps, as you would think of as a, uh, as yards in these little townhouses. Well, as a little kid, you know, you'd be cruising across the, uh, the neighbor's yards. And there was one, this little old man that would just come, you know, yelling uh, out of his front door every time you would uh, cross across his, uh, his little postage stamp. Hey, you kids get off my property, that kind of stuff. And, I always tie that into blighted property because, you know, myself remembering that 50 years ago. And then today you think of all these blighted properties all over the United States and things like that, where you've got the trauma of some kid getting chased down by, you know, some crackhead that's sitting in a blighted property or an abandoned property or something to that effect or, what some of these properties are being used to as to the real trauma. So it really has a, uh, an effect on, on, you know, when you think about it as to trying to give um, a safe environment for those children, but not only that, but we need that little old man that's constantly peering out of his window and uh, protecting his postage stamp, so to speak, you know, that's his, that's his property and his neighborhood. And he's, he's making sure that everything's uh, on board and that kind of ties into everything that we're doing. So I love the title industry. I love real estate. I I started off as a uh, domestic attorney and litigation attorney and always wanted to go towards real estate because for me, Real estate is really just such a pleasant transaction, so to speak. So to me, I I also love it so that if I can help make a difference in my city, in my state, or even, you know, even further than that, if this goes further, to basically clean up blighted properties and giving people uh, fair housing and great places to, you know, to live and raise, raise children. That's uh, something I can look back at and very fondly. And so that's why it's become a passion. Yeah, it's a great story. I appreciate you sharing that. Now, growing up in Chicago, let's connect the dots here. How did you end up in Memphis? My uh, father got tired of looking at the back of a Walgreens. And uh, so he was like, hey, I'm, you know, 
I'm uh, trying to find myself something. And, and he was a uh, salesman and he got uh, an offer to uh, come down to Memphis. So he, he loaded up the truck and moved up Tennessee instead of the Beverly Hills hillbillies doing it the other way around. So <laughs> it was uh, definitely an opportunity ran with it. And it was uh, really truly for, for me and my, and my siblings and my parents, it was absolutely marvelous for us. That's how I did. And that was back in, you know, 74. So I'd been quite some time and uh, I've been in Memphis ever since besides, uh, like I said, university in Tennessee and, uh, and law school in Birmingham. Well, Jeff, Memphis is one of America's great cities, a big fan of Elvis and Graceland. You've got Beale Street and B.B. King and so much there, including the National Civil Rights Museum. Uh, But blighted properties have become a major issue, haven't they? Yes, they have. They have indeed. Yeah, we're blessed uh, here in Memphis with a lot of uh, absolutely marvelous uh, sites and locations in history which has been uh, with us for a while. And it, it has been a problem that has, that has kind of been, uh, unfortunately, it's blighted us. Yes, that's a good word. So uh, it's, it's, it's made it very difficult. And uh, what happens is in the, uh, when a property owner fails to, uh, to pay their taxes, the city or county uh, wants to put the property up for sale. To be able to have a successful sale, and to properly pass title, the Supreme Court has ruled that uh, you have to have service of process. So that's where the rub goes. And uh, bottom line is tax sales happen. Buyer has a property, or so they think. They turn around, want to clean up the property, which is what we all want. We want the property back on the tax row. We want we want neighbors not to be looking at, uh, at grass uh, higher than their their child uh you want uh, houses that are not boarded up next door to you it brings down the value of every of the of the neighbor's property not only to mention um some of the things that may be uh that tend to gravitate towards uh those those properties so it's it's really a a major issue for the citizenry and and also for the the city also as well as government everybody no one wins on these type of situations. So what we're trying to do is if we have to provide title insurance for that. Well, there, if we don't have service of process, then it's not going to uh, it's not going to happen. And what we do here in the county of Shelby in Memphis to obtain service, the county will send out a registered mail and notice with a certified return receipt. And we call those green cards. And so we're looking for that green card to come back to figure out whether we've properly had everyone served. Well, the problem is, is still mom is the one that's been foreclosed on, but she's passed away. We don't know who all of her uh, heirs are. And she may have uh, several generations. It may take three years and her property may uh, to get even worse during that time period with no one wanting that property. So it just it keeps on compounding and compounding and the problem gets worse and worse. And we've we probably estimate I'm estimating we probably have somewhere in the range of 15,000 blighted properties at least here. And that's going to keep on contributing to widespread neglect, vacancy and abandonment, which is awful. And it's awful for the community. It's awful for everybody. 
And the goal is to get uh, good fair housing and clean housing, just like we wanted when I was a kid. So that's our problem. Yeah. So what uh, initiatives are you working on, not only at the local level, but maybe state and beyond that to address this? Well, just last month, Alta had its convention and it came out with an, a, an initiative, which they were calling uh, Good Deeds. And that's an effort to uh, to cultivate communities and to help out. It's just in its infancy, but it's a really, you know, the, but that I think it ties in so very, very nicely with the tax sale situation that we have here. And I think it's uh, it's important. MBA, the Mortgage Bankers Association, has started a pilot here in Memphis. We are the pilot for their fair housing program, which they're calling Convergency Memphis. And it is, it's an amazing, it started in March as to getting together and they had meetings and then COVID hit and all craziness uh, happened upon us, but we're still in a lot of work groups trying to work through things. You know, bottom line, I'm in November and December, I'm going to be on panels for education of fair housing for home buyers. We've got folks that are working on trying to get wills and estates because that wills and estates, if you think about it, that's the issue with grandma or, or, or daddy or whoever it may be. Where do they want their property to go? You know, trying to get some simple wills to help out um, with some of these properties and getting them taken care of. They're also working on some down payment assistant programs that are going to be working with uh, the convergency and in these areas. Their goal is to help clean up these uh, these blighted areas too. The, they're getting the with the CRA, the Community Reinvestment Act. You know, both uh, national and local banks alike are looking at how they can can help in in certain things, maybe as to uh, financially or just being able to set programs. You've got all kinds of uh, local banks that are trying to find uh, to help veterans in these areas, neighborhood community development groups have been amazing are amazing also because they're the lens of the community. They see everything. It's like the little old man we were talking about on the, uh, in my, my neighborhood when I grew up, he sees it. He knows who that kid belongs to. He knows who everyone else is. They're 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 watching. They can be partners and helping. So the NBA is reaching out to them also. They've reached out to local uh, governmental leaders and the mayor's office, uh, and the uh, and city councilmen. So, and and folks like ourselves in the title industry, we have Fidelity has been amazing throughout this time period as to being some of the folks that have really helped out with uh, trying to provide title insurance for Memphis. And I know that um, that we've been lucky that that they see this need and want to be involved with trying to help out whether it's you know whether we it's tailored under good deeds or whatever it may be but it looks like they want to be so helpful and trying to get it not to you got to realize that for this issue the title industry we're the key i mean we can't if if you don't have insurability you've got more of the same and it's just going to continue to go down that go down that uh, path. So it's really for us, it's, we are the art of the, of the possibility where we're going to have an opportunity to hopefully make some differences. It's quite a process. I mean, 
you know, to tackle this, you need buy-in from not only, you know, fidelity, certainly, but uh, local politicians, uh, statewide, national politicians. You need the community, right? I mean, this is a uh, this is a big undertaking uh, to move this forward. I've been talking to them for years. Uh, Fidelity has been involved with helping years and years as to, to, to helping that out. But we've been talking to the mayor's office here. We've been, you know, just today I was uh, speaking with two of our city councilmen that are very excited about trying to figure out where we can go. Can we pick out a neighborhood to figure out, you know, to make a difference and to do that? Again, tax sales require so much work and they can be expensive. You know, you've got communication that you're going to have to to get. How do you get those green cards? Examining those certified receipts by mail. You know, what's our risk? Who is the owner? I mean, you got to be looking at, are we, we're thinking about things of potentially doing some skip tracing and skip tracing will tell us, you know, as to maybe how to contact some of these folks. But again, that takes a lot of time. And if we don't have someone who's going to buy into these properties, then we may be spending a lot of time without, with a lot of work and, and no outcome and, and actually just, just making donations of our time. So we're looking at potentially maybe uh, endorsements, special endorsements that we might be able to determine our risk. Uh, quiet title actions, again, using the skip tracing to our benefit. They've been effective in, in some other parts of the, the country. Potential initiatives, like you said, with uh, government authorities. We, we spoke to our uh, county folks. They were talking about letter of credits, escrowing funds, perhaps. But we all have to really work together, like you were saying. It's it's a it's a major deal to put these uh, city officials, find our minority developers and and owners that we want to get into these properties and work with the community development. Does it make sense in all those areas? So you know, especially the community development and the government folks, it's not that we're just doing good. But the real question is, are we doing? the right good are we you know we trying to get some things really accomplished so that we're really helping the the people that are in these neighborhoods and giving them safe and fair housing that that they deserve and uh so that 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 every child has an opportunity to walk to school and the vet or the elderly have a safe environment and somewhere you know to to basically uh get some things accomplished and live safely. Now, where are you at in the process, Jeff? I mean, you've been doing this for years. Do you feel like you've made headway? I mean, are we getting some momentum here now? Where are we at? Yeah, I think I think that we're getting really, really um, much better. It seems like everyone seems to be really online where we're really feeling, you know, with the combination of, of Alta and MBA and the, and the city government, uh, I think we're really, really close right now. It seems, and you've got um, also the realtors, you know, our, our, our community, everyone seems to be really on board and, and really gets this. this. This is a program that can be successful on both aisles. Can't see anyone that would object to, uh, to this type of a deal. And it looks like we're really having some great dialogue 
here in Memphis, we're looking for more properties to develop. We're looking to build, you know, to build and to revitalize these areas that you're talking about. We've got wonderful, you know, by St. Jude in our, uh, the same thing with uh, the Stacks Museum. You know, we've got all these wonderful areas that, that we, that have just great history and would love to, to be able to, to help uh, revitalize some of these areas, uh, which would be just absolutely marvelous. Anything in there that we can do to help uh, redo these things, but it does seem like we're we really are getting getting somewhere, and there are, is a lot of momentum. I think we'd be even further along, but for COVID. Talk about the community outreach here, too. I mean, ultimately, that's the end goal here is to get people into homes, owning homes, and rebuilding these neighborhoods. Maybe talk us through how you're doing that because that's also very important here. Yeah, again, I think that's the Convergency Memphis that's really working hard on that too. They they seem to have a very, you know, they've they've really built up some great work groups at Mortgage Bankers Association. They seem to really have um, have come in and have, have made a really great effort. They've got uh, groups and they've they've brought the the realtors in and the and the bankers together, and they're trying to uh, making sure again. We're having a fair housing seminar, and so it allows people to get online and to listen, you know, basically pull up on their telephone to, to hear what's going on and to see what opportunities are out there and to be able to educate uh, the, the home buyer. And that's part of it, too, really letting them know that there are programs out there. That's that's the other thing. There's so many programs out there for, for folks. I forgot the statistic that I had heard but those people that get refused credit first time that there are so many other options out there for them it's like almost 60 percent some 70 percent of all those that got refused would be able to have some other type of uh, fair housing credit for them and that's just that's just uh, amazing stuff all these different all these banks we're, we're working on I'm on the uh, the board of directors for both the city and the state for MBA, and we're trying to do outreach to these guys to to kind of give them an idea of potentially what other types of loans are available that may fit the folks that are not just necessarily the cookie cutter, so to speak. You want to you want to be able to give them opportunities. There's so many wonderful programs out there that that they have available. So many things for folks to be able to clean up their homes that that we do work for right now also uh, for the small folks just trying to make sure that they're getting you know the the roof taken care of and really the the important stuff that are necessities that uh, maybe some of us take take for granted well jeff we appreciate what you're doing not only for memphis but for the industry and uh i mean it's a monstrous project but we appreciate (laughs) what you're doing and and continued success well, we appreciate it. We've been, like I said, we've been doing uh, tax sales for, for quite some time. And it's just been, and always trying to go towards this, but it really, if it, if it flies, I'll be really, really uh, a happy guy. And again, I, I would love to see, again, being able to say that neighborhood uh, was revitalized that I had something to do with and I was part of. It's uh, something that makes you kind of a, uh, maybe a happy camper when you're about uh 80 years old or so or close to the retirement time. 
If you have questions, comments, or would like us to feature a specific topic, email fnfeducation at fnf.com. Thanks for downloading FNF Unplugged, a presentation of the FNF family of companies. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or an endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own, and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent, including Fidelity National Financial or its directors. Please seek legal or financial advice before taking any action on the matters or products discussed herein.